Yeah, I just need, you know. <clears throat> I must have sent you the, bam, we're live. I must have sent you the wrong link. You can't get mad at me for not being here then. Yeah, that's weird. I, was Ellie over there? No one was there. Uh, actually, I, I'm I'm confident now that it was the wrong link because it already showed that it finished playing. Oh, shit. That's okay. Uh, let me text Ellie. <laughs> Ellie, please try this second link. Or if she put her phone down already. I need to go over into that other studio and then like, t- oh, shit. You won't be able to. I don't know about, I don't know what would happen in the other studio, but. This is what happens, guys, when you shave your beard. You must start making all kinds of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is going on? Uh, I wonder if I... What's going to happen if I do this? What, what happens if I open two studios at the same time? Shit. <clears throat> oh. Oh, no. Okay, it's always, well, it's always it's always risky to open two at the same time. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, have you ever been so drunk that you passed out? Are you asking me that? Yeah, it's been a long time, but yeah. Last night I was so high on coffee that what? <laughs> like I just got so high on coffee, like it was nuts. I, I got myself into a frenzy, like a cat, like playing with a ball of yarn. You know what I mean? Like when you're petting a cat. And it just starts biting you. I did that to myself. Like I scratched my, I scratched myself <laughs> silly publicly. I did it publicly on the podcast. Oh, wow. Sorry. Was, I missed that. It was something else. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, you're not. I, I really screwed this up. I wonder if I should try calling Ellie. I wonder what the deal is. I, I wonder if Sousa can help. How come there's no producers on this show? Caleb, Sousa, Will, <laughs> Good morning, everyone. It's Sunday morning. Brian Friend and I are here. Oh, Brian. Um, yeah, I did. I snorted like five lines of good dudes. It was like that. It was like that. Did you see that shit? It was just fucking, I was humming. I, I've, I've tried to do some lines of of the, uh, what's the other one? Strong coffee, but I haven't gone for the good dudes yet. Strong coffee's good stuff. Yeah, it's a little aggressive up the nose, but if you drink it with a nice glass of milk, it's very good. You know what is interesting about that, and uh, that stuff doesn't give you the jitters. No, I actually um, really like it. I, I did a race, a High Rocks race, and then uh, they were at the, they were like had a little booth there. And after the race, I went and talked to the guy, had a shot of it, got a bag of it, and I've been uh, enjoying it pretty regularly ever since then. The, the guy was on the show. You did a High Rocks race. I did a team with a woman from our gym. Um, that was much more enjoyable than the individual pursuit, I believe. Did you see uh, Hunter McIntyre there? I did. You did? Seriously? Yeah. He won the uh, race for the elite individuals, and it was kind of embarrassing to watch, actually, how the event organizers were treating him relative to everyone else in the field. Oh, like he's a god. Yeah, it was. It was I thought it was very unprofessional. Well, basically, it was just one guy doing it, but... Um, other than that, the experience was quite good. There were a lot of participants, and uh, it's definitely a good challenge if you have. Uh, and I, I, I think I like the team. They're like teams of two. You can do male, male, female, female, or male, female combination. Um, and it's something that I've thought about. Like they're having another one in Chicago next month or this month, actually. 
And if I hadn't had such a busy month, I would have tried to get some people from my gym to do it uh, and kind of have a bring a group down there. So if it's coming to a place near you and you like a good fitness challenge, either as an individual or a team, it is a fairly well-run event. And, and uh, don't plug them anymore. Don't do High Rock. Sorry. They're not a sponsor. Sorry. Brian, uh, retract everything Brian just said. <coughs> hey, you know, it's I asked Hunter about that. I said, dude, that in the videos I watched, there's the dude's treating you like – like it's crazy. Like he handed um, Hunter the wall ball in, in a video I saw. One of the judges. I'm like, is that normal? He's like, nah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I saw some weird things, and you know, I guess I, I don't know how their organization is structured or run, but there were definitely other guys doing it that weren't that far behind him, and they were getting you know <laughs> no special treatment at all compared to this guy who was having the red carpet laid out for him. Yeah. But I do think I think if there's anything that that the they could really improve from a competition perspective, that the you know the last thing being a hundred wall balls, it's really difficult to know how close anyone is. Like there was a guy who came to the wall ball second, and he was not very good at wall balls. And there was a guy who came there third and fourth that passed him, but you never really had any idea that they were passing. There was no counter, there was no like advancing every twenty reps or something like they'd have in CrossFit, so that you can at least have some semblance of who's in the lead who's making moves. So I think that if they want to have more of a, uh, an audience able to follow the competition in the sport, they should have something similar to that, you know, towards the end, at least. Sounds like the CrossFit games, same coverage, <laughs> same coverage. Uh, when you say he got special treatment, did you see him uh, get a rusty trombone by any chance? Uh, you know, I may, may as well have been. All right. <laughs> rusty trombone. Yeah. I wish I could draw so I could draw pictures like this. Oh, wait. What's going on over here? Okay, let's see. Ellie Turner. She's from Australia. Oh, no. That's uh, – oh, wow. They got the video. They got the video. We haven't heard so, from her this morning, huh? No. Hmm. Um, but but maybe I sent her the – I mean, I'm texting her now. Maybe she's, like, just sitting there in the waiting room. Uh, the <laughs> I wrote, Ellie, please try the second link. I think she's in Australia. Uh, no, so, no, 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 no. She, she, I mean, in Miami. Sorry, sorry, in Miami. Sorry. She's, yeah. I mean, I know she left Australia. Um, but I haven't, I don't know if I've actually checked her Instagram since she should have been in the U.S. Oh, I want to show you. Uh, actually, Hector, yeah, we're, uh, Tommy Marquez and I are working on some stuff right now, highlighting a lot of the stuff that Dave did over the course of the years through the open, through regionals, and at the games that has gone on to set a precedent for how competitions are organized, run, and presented to audiences live and remotely. Um, so you can look for those some of those coming out in the next couple of days to week. Just so you guys know, this 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 young lady, Ellie Turner, we're um, having on, she's from Australia. She's going to be competing in the uh, Wadapalooza. Um, she's, uh, she competed in the games last year. She took 26th place. There's not a lot of information on her out there. Um, she, she's kind of skyrocketed uh, quite quickly, right? I mean, four years. She, it looks like she's been in the sport four years. Um, oh, this is what I want to show you. Listen, guys, do you want it? Do you want to see? Um, you can wait until Monday and hear the Wadapalooza predictions, or is it is it Monday? I think uh, we're going to do that with John Young Monday night, yeah? Yeah. Or why wait till Monday? 
Don't wait till Monday. Listen, have to deal with John Young interrupting Brian Friend the whole time. Don't wait. What do you got? What are you guys doing? If you're diehard fans of the Palooza, look at this. Brian Friend on the 9th. That's tonight at 5 p.m. Then Brian Friend again at 5 p.m. tomorrow. So you do this show at 5 p.m. and then you come on the Sevon podcast? Those shows are already recorded. Oh. Uh, Patrick Chase, Lauren, and I did that a couple of days ago, and they are <clears throat> much more brief and less detailed than what we'll probably get into. So that's like um, you know Reader's Digest, and then we'll we'll dive into it a little bit more deeply. I think tomorrow night live. If you do not want me and John Young, John Young bombing <laughs> Brian with uh, uh, rude interruptions and me making fun of Brian the whole entire time, these are the three shows you want to watch. It's on the morning chalk up at 5 p.m. tonight. Three nights in a row of Brian Friend. And this this girl. What's this girl's name? Lauren Khalil. Yeah, she's good. Yep, she's taking over that. <laughs> she's taking over the bottom line segment for the morning chalk up there. Why? Who did have it? Who did have it? Uh, it's gone through a lot of different iterations. In, I think originally it was actually Justin LaFranco and Armin Hammer who did it. Um, I know that Scott Sveitzer from the Clydesdale podcast and Kat Shearer were doing it for a while. Um, and now Lauren's doing it. Um, but yeah, that was, those are a lot of fun. Uh, Patrick and Chase and I basically just each pick our podium and one dark or t- one or two dark horse picks in each of the divisions. Male, I think we did male first, which should be tonight. Females tomorrow. And then we talk about the team competition and just the fact, uh, the overall excitement surrounding the 10th year of Wadapalooza. I didn't know if you knew that this was the 10th no. anniversary wow. for them. Serious? Yeah, which I think is really um, significant. It's also, I think that, I think this was the ninth year of competition for Dubai, but there was a 10th competition season because I missed one. And I think for Wadapalooza, this was their 10th show or 10th event in 11 years because you know everyone missed a year, basically. But to be around as a high-level competition like that for 10 years is pretty impressive feat. Um, and it says a lot about the... You know, the demand from the community to have events like this. I'm going to call Ellie. What do you think? Well, yeah. Oh, man. Think she? You think she's held up in customs? You think they're holding her down, giving her the injection right now? You must take it. You must take it. Uh, well, that's amazing that it's in its 10th year. Thanks for sharing. And who's the guy in the upper? So that's Patrick Clark in the upper right-hand corner. Yeah, this girl's name, this blonde girl's name. This is so disrespectful. I can't remember. What's her name? Laura. Laura. What? Lauren. Lauren. Khalil. Khalil. <gasps> like, like Khalid. Like Khalil. Like, Khalil. What was the girl's name in Game of Thrones? Who comes out naked out of the burning Khaleesi. building? Khalisi. Khalisi. Oh my god. And she's pretty like the Khaleesi. Can I just call her the Khaleesi? <laughs> so it's you, Chase, the Khaleesi, and this guy Patrick Clark. I don't think I've ever met Patrick Clark. What's his position at Morning Chalk Up? Um, Patrick's one of the sports analysts and sports writers along with me and Tommy, but he also on Instagram is athletes, eye photography. And he actually, oh. I, any, almost every article that I write for morning chalk up, I try to use pictures that he's taken. He has a very impressive, um, catalog of pictures from the last several years that he's taken in competitions. He used to be judge at the high, he judged, actually he was, um, Tia Claire Toomey's judge at Wadapalooza two years ago for the final event when she won one down there. 
Uh, and I think from the judging circuit, he started doing a lot of photography, started writing a little bit. But like me, you know, he just took his um, he took it upon himself to get to competitions, to meet people, to travel at his own expense. And I think for, you know, you probably know going way back in the space, like a lot of people had, you know, put in the, a year or two of that kind of work um, before they started getting other opportunities. Um, is he, is he, is this guy working Wadapalooza? Patrick, do you want to volunteer and help me at uh, Wadapalooza? <laughs> it's, um, and, and maybe. He's probably going to have quite a bit going on there, but uh, I'll definitely be hanging out with him some. He's too big time to volunteer. Look at, he got it. This is his account. Oh yeah. These are great pictures. Holy shit. These are great pictures. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how often he actually puts up new posts on there, but if you ever look at morning chalk ups posts, um, on the internet, on the, on, I mean, on their website or on Instagram, a lot of times they'll have the photo credit for athletes. I photography. What happened to Sarah here? It's <laughs> just, she's just, you know, just relaxing. Yeah. So peaceful. Probably that's probably after acid bath. <laughs> When's this picture from? Oh, that's very recent. That was this year, I'm sure. Dubai. Wow. Oh, so man, he get he's getting around. Yeah, he's been. I mean, he goes to a lot. Dude, of this is insane photo. The first time I met this girl was back in 2018 at the CrossFit Games. This is a picture of Mallory O'Brien that Patrick Clark took. I'm on his Instagram account. The first time I met this girl was back in 2018 at the CrossFit Games where I was able to judge her as a 14-year-old athlete. What? Really? He, here we are almost four years later, and she's crushing it as one of the fittest women on earth. She got to where she's at through hard work and determination. She's surrounded by great people to keep her goals within reach and also to make sure she enjoys the process. This was, uh, I don't know who her original coach was, but this young lady was with uh, the great uh, Elijah Muhammad of the um, uh, Rich Froning pedigree. And then she moved over to James Townsend, who if you do not follow on Instagram and you have kids, you're out of your mind. He is at the top of the food chain when it comes to uh, daddy, daddying. Both those guys are actually... <clears throat> Oh yeah, great point. Great point. Great He's point. He's always hey. posting stuff of his kids replicating him in the gym. Great point. Sorry, and, 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 and with amazing wives too. With, with amazing wives. Sorry, I'm so daddy biased, but with amazing wives, and um, because I do everything, my wife doesn't do shit. And uh, lies, lies. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now, as if it wasn't enough uh, for her to have those two. Uh, um, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not an understatement to say profound individuals. Yeah. Coaches. Um, she's, she's over at, uh, with, uh, Marconi, uh, Rich Froning and Jason Hopper. Over Rich at, Froning. <laughs> sorry. what did I say? Matt Fraser. Sorry. I get my, I get my good looking dudes mixed up. Matt Fraser, Jake Marconi and Jason Hopper over at, uh, HWPO. Yeah. And so, you know, and that it's, it's not a insignificant that she's had exposure to, you know, a few different high level individuals in terms of just thinkers, role models, coaches, and athletes already at only 18 years old. I mean, she's really, really setting herself up for something potentially very special. We don't get athletes to come on the podcast, but we cruise their Instagram accounts. Okay, maybe we should just go to Ellie Turner's Instagram account. We don't have Ellie Turner on. <laughs> Ellie, you're oh, going to. That's so sad. I was excited to have her here. Uh, this always makes me nervous when, uh, they, uh, not nervous. That's not the right word, but I, 
bums me out when they only have 158 posts. Why? Because like then I can't do is like I can't really dig. Ah, you know what I mean? Like just dig into their business. Oh, I didn't watch these stories though. Uh, Ellie Turner showed up on the scene in 2018, and she took in the open. 18,431st place. Now, I know that doesn't mean anything if I don't tell you how many people actually, how many places there were. And I apologize for that. 2018, there are probably very many. There are probably a couple hundred thousand women. And in 2019, (laughs) she took 1,680th place. So she moved up 16,000 spots from 2018 to 2019. (laughs) <laughs> 16,000 spots. Have you, what, what's the most spots you've ever moved up, Ryan? I mean, all, all my results are on the, my page somewhere. I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm so racist. I never think of Indian guys as being funny. And look at this. <laughs> I mean, he should be funny. Look at his name. He got a funny name. Wait, how could you not never think of Indian guys being I, funny? Because I'm racist. I just no, think no, like, but have you never watched what's that guy's name? It's like my brother's favorite comedian, and he was on uh, Parks and Rec. Someone will know it. But look, it's even got a hinge of smartness in it because Indian guys are smart. <laughs> They're too busy over there programming for fucking uh, Zuckerberg. Uh, but but it's even got a, a, a tinge of smart. Pav Van Deep Verdi uh, breaks the news. Just read on Bloomberg this morning that Dave Castro will be accepting a role heading up the diversity and inclusion department at Coca-Cola. Well, That's the guy. Aziz Ansari. <laughs> Aziz, yeah. If you, yeah, you, you, should got, watch, you should watch some of his stuff sometimes. He is dude, pretty good. Is that the dude who got Me Too? Did you ever hear his Me Too story? That might, maybe it's him. He's got a, I think he's got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, he's awesome. Oh, his Me Too story is ridiculous. The, 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 I heard the girl get interviewed. She just kept coming back to his apartment over and over and over. It's like, probably true. Probably oh, true God, favorite. dude. I mean, I heard her take on it. I, it's possible. I said, I don't know. I, guys, I, I don't know what's going on. I'll, I'll send her another link. I'll send her another link. I mean, I, I, I mean, this is a disaster. This is no, this no, is, no, there's no disasters. We could always just turn it into a call in show. <laughs> okay, fine. Hey, hey, I have this I'm idea, feeling good why this we, morning. I love people, they can ask me anything they want. Why, why, why? Um, um, well, uh, well, I have some questions about the rusty trombone. Um, <laughs> for me, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Russell Peters is funny, repetitive, but funny. Is he Indian? Yeah, I think so, some people might have missed the fact that we were talking about Indian comedians. So, um, so I want to go on here about Ellie Turner real quick um, before we start taking calls. Uh, and uh, in 2020, she took 485th place. Mm-hmm. So she went from 18,000 to 1,600 to 480th. And now in 2021, last year, this young lady took 35th place. It is it that is. Uh, Dude, that's some determination. I want you to see something. Uh, speak about, um, you know, how they talk about body composition. Look at this picture of her. Okay, look at her neck in that picture. What is that picture from? Do we have? Do we see that? Uh, Two thousand seventeen. So this is four years ago. Look at these pictures of her. She's almost. <clears throat> she's like a, almost like a little girl. 
And then you know, now I watched her interview with Morning Chalk Up yesterday, and she's she's just she's she's I mean <laughs> she's like a specimen. Like I, I expect her to be ride a lion to Wadapalooza. <laughs> you know, I went back and checked her uh eight two thousand eighteen, her first year in the open. And it's one of these situations where she just didn't have certain skills yet. So that's you know, that's her fitness level was high, her capacity was high. But she I basically I don't think she could do a muscle up. And so she got into one of the workouts where and just couldn't do a muscle up. And so that was like, you know, a fifty six thousandth. But two weeks before that, when there was nothing in her way, she was four thousandth. So uh it's you know, probably year one to year two is just acquisition of skills. Year two to year three is probably um, understanding of how to execute workouts changes a lot that year. And then, you know, obviously now she's right up at the top of the sport. But there's something really significant about the fact that she competes in Australia because they only get three spots to the games for the women there. And in a normal, in this way that the season is currently structured, she got in last year Tia couldn't make it to Australia, basically. Oh, and Jamie wow. Jamie okay. Green, Jamie Simmons did not compete due to injury. So okay. we've t- and we talked about that during the semifinals. Is that opened up opportunities for athletes like her to get to the games last year? That honestly, I mean, very honestly, would not have made it in a normal non-COVID year with this structure, because those spots would go to Tia Carr and Jamie for sure. But with, but 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 also with that same breath, you're also saying don't misunderstand Brian. He's he's not saying that she didn't deserve to go. She did great at the game, twenty sixth. She held her own. Correct? Am I hearing you right? For sure, is games caliber athlete, <clears throat> but the opportunity right there is um, very limited because of the number of spots they get and how good the top women are in that region or semifinal or whatever they're calling it now. But oh, um, she just texted me. Sevon, because you are so rude and mean to Craig Ritchie and to others, I refuse to come on your podcast. Love, Ellie. No, no, I just made that up. (laughs) I just made that up. (laughs) Okay, I I, I heard someone. I think it was your phone ringing. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So so you heard me me get a text and you pretended it was you getting a text. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's probably it was probably someone texting me asking me to ask you something. Oh, good. No one would just text me otherwise. Good. Yeah. Um, but but you know there were other there are other women that compete in that uh, oceanic region, like Mad- Madeline Sert, for example, who is a four time games athlete that Ellie beat to get to the games. But but the Oce- oceanic region used to get five spots. Now they only get three spots. Um, and I think that that's a, you know, I've talked about before how I think there should be at this point, at least there should be more women from Europe or more spots for the women from Europe. And I have also written about that for Australia is that taking away two spots from the oceanic region is a loss because, um, Maddie Sturt, for example, who's, was, is also has been very young making to the CrossFit games coming fourth and fifth in that region has regularly finished 20th, 21st or around there at the CrossFit games when she's made it. And when you're the last one in, in a region and you're beating half the people in the field and everyone else from your region is still beating you, you know, that's to me is indicative of the fact that there's a, you know, that's at least the number that should be there. Not that you should take spots away from that region. Do you increase the size of the comp- number of competitors at the games no. or do you take them from someone else? You take them from someone else. Yeah. And I think that this 
if to be responsible as a sport, I mean, if you really want to have the, the, the elite field there, you need to, for now, we need to evaluate, you know, and I think on a five-year basis, what's the women's field look like and where are the top competitors coming from? And then every, you know, every year, you won't drop one year, add the most recent year, and you can make adjustments accordingly. Um, eventually, 10, 20 years from now, if this thing continues to, to hold water and, and, and exist, then that, it might look very different. But in the meantime, the North American women have way more spots than they deserve based on their performances at the games. Racist. Uh, Racist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, 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 you're lumping all the North American women up together because of where they live. Uh, uh, hi, uh, this is interesting. What do you think of this? Wherever uh, Heidi says that, um, wherever the prior year's champ lives should get an extra spot. Tia's spot shouldn't keep out other games caliber athletes. I don't know about that last sentence, but I just like the I like the idea well, it's, of the well, home country champ given the region, the home region champ given their region. Everyone benefits from having the champ out of their region. Yeah, but let's just say, for example, that Tia wins and that the other two women who make it from Oceana finish 31st and 38th. I don't, and, and, and they've already been there. Then I don't necessarily think that's the case. That's why I look at the totality. I want to see how the worst person who made it in or the worst finisher from that region at the games did relative to, you know, in this case, like the worst five women. Now, um, someone who's a Sam Herring put up something about the Australian males. Look, in, in Oceania, the competition um, between the men is extremely competitive. But when you go and look at their, you know, let's go look at their performance at the games for the people who made it, and then we can answer the question. And in this case, this past year, Royce Dunn, 16th, Baden Broad, 17th, Jay Crouch, 22nd. And obviously, Jay Crouch finishing 22nd means he was probably one executionary away because the points are so tight for making it into the top um, into the top 20, and then they would have had all three other guys, you know, right there in the top 20, the top half of the games field. So I would say that, yes, the Australian men have also demonstrated that they probably deserve at least one extra spot at the games. That was some Patrick Vellner logic. I like that. Uh, and, 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 and you should work for Jay Crouch as his hype man. Uh, look at this. Look at this lat on her. Can you see my air? Like, my yes. lat doesn't go. Does yours go down there? I'm, uh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm working on elongating it. Yes. That's nuts. I have big lats, and my mine goes like right here, like to the, to the bottom of her. Uh, my big old bulbous lat only sticks out. It comes. I mean, this is nuts. Ellie Turner writes. I had to pinch myself a couple of times today. I was actually competing at the CrossFit Games. Such a humbling yet incredible experience. Bring on rest day tomorrow, and then back to the Hunger Games on Friday. That's like some millennial shit, right? Hunger Games. Uh, she said that on July twentieth, two thousand twenty. Why do athletes say uh, it was so humbling? What? what, what I, I'm not sure I understand that. It was so humbling. Um, like when someone accepts an award, they're like, "It was so humbling." What do you mean? Uh, like, how about uh, humbling? Humming, humiliation. <clears throat> no, oh, I'm, no, I'm, no. The thing when they say humbling, I think it's, you know, it's one thing to compete at a semifinal and feel, you know, how how hard it is to make it, or um, how competitive it is there in your your region or you, the draw that you've gotten if you're in North America or Europe. But going to the games now, you're with, like you said, 38 other lionesses who've all fought clawed tooth and nail to get through from whatever region and each of them is coming there as the best from their part of the world 
But listen to this definition, humble, marked by meekness or modesty in behavior, attitude, or spirit, not arrogant or prideful. If I won the Academy Award, I wouldn't be like, it's so humbling to be in front of you guys. Be like, look, motherfuckers, I won this shit. It'd be the opposite of, it would be the opposite of humble. If I so was if you're winning, if you're winning, then the humility yeah. is to say it's such an honor to, to have won this award in such company, right? And you're recognizing the greatness of the other competitors. But if you're not winning, which is the case for Ellie, like she went to the games with all these hopes, she didn't even make the top 20, despite having given oh, her best and doing... Careful, can you word that a little different? No, no, I'm not worried about it because where she finished at the games in her first year is comparable to someone like BKG or Katrin David's daughter. Like there's no problem okay. finishing in the mid-20s your first year at the games. Okay. It, you know, it's very rare... We talked about this with with Jason Hopper. If he like, you know, Dave identified him as someone who stood out at the semifinals and he's rarely done that in the past. And in the past, when he's done it, the guys that Dave's pointed out and said, this guy's got something different, have podiumed in their first year. That's why I thought Jason might have the chance, Um, Jason, because Dave got to see him live there and made a comment that was comparable to a comment he made about Vellner, Fraser and Froning the first time he saw those guys compete at a semifinal thing or whatever regional stage or whatever it was. But that's extremely rare. It's way more likely to have some, even guys like Ben Smith and Annie Thor's daughter in their first and second years, like they're finding their way. Well, Annie was a little bit different by her second year. She was already in the mix, but. Yes, I guess. I, I think. He, I, I... Poor Ellie. <clears throat> she's not even here. And now I'm going to start railing her. I'm not railing. Don't take this as I'm railing you. Uh, I just think that like I, I watched a bunch of stuff uh, um, about the CrossFit Games and Dave and the and, and I hear all the commentators talking about how Aromas is hollowed ground, and then I looked at the definition of hollowed and it's just like it, 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 it's like they heard like they read that in a um, they read that in a uh, some sort of poem or they saw like Nietzsche write it or something and so they want to try it out hollowed ground and I just feel like when people like say it was so humbling I'm I'm, I'm having trouble buying it. It's fine. It's a, yeah, it's an easy thing to say and, you know, may, maybe lacking in some of the intended meaning of the word. Yes. Khaleesi. Oh, I spelled Khaleesi right. <laughs> I want to see if there's a gif of her walking out of the fire. Do you remember that scene? Yeah, we, of course. And we find out she's like the Khaleesi walking fire. Let's see. Search. Uh, oh, maybe I can put uh, gifts. God, that would be the greatest gift of all time. Oh, is this it? Stand by, everyone. Oh, it's not so good. <laughs> not so. Oh, maybe is this it? Uh, man, that that's one of the greatest scenes. I'm hearing that Yellowstone is more popular than uh, Game of Thrones. Is that true? Is that uh, enough? I don't know. The, the show that I keep hearing everyone talking about is Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. I don't know it. What do you know? If it, what it's on Netflix or Amazon or what? I think that one's on Apple TV. Let me see. Oh, Ellie just texted me. Uh, Did she text you? Or are you making it up? Again? No, I'm making that up. Uh, when do you arrive in um, Wadapalooza, Brian? Later than I'd like to. It's uh, Wednesday night. It, uh, that's the 13th? Is it the 13th? I don't know. It's the 9th today. The th no, no. So you arrive on the 12th. And, and, and Wadapalooza starts on Thursday the 13th. They have their first event. Yeah, I would have liked to preferred to have come in on Tuesday and had a day to 
walk around and get every my bearings and talk to some of the athletes as they're checking in, but they'll all be done with checking by the time I arrive. Yeah. And why, why you just, your schedule doesn't allow you to get there earlier. Um, yes. Uh, I, bring Ellie, bring on Ellie Turner from mayhem. I think I, excuse me. I think I had them confused too. This is Ellie Turner from Drake's passage or what, what's it? Deca, what? Deca comp, <laughs> Drake's passage. <laughs> Get my D words all confused. And, um, Ellie uh, Kabord is the one at mayhem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got your Ellie's unless you're trying to be funny. Get your Ellie's. Sevon, check your phone. Okay. Uh, my my real phone or <laughs> no? I, I'm not checking my phone. Don't tell me what to do. Should I put the wad zombie up? Oh yeah, he did send me something. <laughs> uh, is that true? What? Uh, he's he's suggesting that I should send Colton Mertens an invite. What if Ellie comes on? What do you think happened? What do you think happened? With, here's what I think happened with Ellie. I think she, the time zones got fucked up. Yeah, I think she's probably sleeping. Honestly, it's um, it's uh, seven thirty a.m. there, so it's ten thirty or here, ten thirty. Yeah, so she and she's on Australian time, so her shit's all whack. Hey, do you know? So she flew to Australia. To Australia? She flew to um, uh, after the games last year. Hmm. At some point after, well, first of all, she was at the games last year, if I understand correctly. And she was told that she couldn't go back to her country because her flight was canceled. When she finally did get back to her country, she spent 14 days in quarantine. By that, I mean her country, the country of Australia, by law, forced, basically puts you in jail for 14 days. You're, you're held in, in, in custody for 14 days. If you're seen walking around, you, they, I don't know what they do to you, but you're not allowed to walk around out of your room. And you're only allowed to open your door when they bring you food. And they bring you food like three times a day. This is according to what I saw um, her write and do interviews about. Then after she did her 14 days in jail, which they call quarantine, you can call it what you want. I'm going to call it jail. And uh, yeah, I'm going to call it jail. And, and by the way, the protocol for all of humanity in the past has never been to quarantine healthy people. You only quarantine sick people. It, 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 this, is a, this is a completely new phenomenon. This, this is not how you do, do it. And um, – uh, the science behind quarantining is to only quarantine. So, so anyway, so they quarantine a super healthy young girl who has no chance of dying from this thing. And um, then, then she gets quarantined in Sydney. And then after that, because she has to go to a different province for those of you uh, who live in the United States by that, I mean like she quarantined in California and then she had to, she had to fly to New York. So then she had to re quarantine again for 14 days. So she quarantined for 14 days in Sydney, then flew to her province and quarantined for another 14 days. So they held her in jail for 28 days after the CrossFit Games. I think every, every Australian athlete who went back to Australia had to experience that. I, it's, it sounds like they gate. Well, yeah, maybe. I know. I mean, Royce Dunn, Jay Crouch, and Maddie Sturt, and, and they all posted about it and somehow they all ended up getting like echo bikes in their hotel rooms. yeah 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 she had some <laughs> she had some stuff like that too uh, l I'll, let me tell you this though if you fly into australia in a g5 you're not doing that vikey our boy vikey had to do it you're uh he did yeah oh yeah i wonder how did he stay away from his doesn't he have a kid or kids doesn't they all do wife? royce has kids yeah i'm not doing that <clears throat> insane and everyone just accepts it in australia they're just like this is how it is we must do this for the greater good everything will be back to normal in no time just chill just chill stop being so polarizing just get in the jail cell 
Ay, ay, ay. That's right. Yeah, Craig's right. Kara, too. We need Khaleesi. Khaleesi. I seriously can't believe they can hold Kara Webb down, that you can quarantine Kara Webb. That's like... That's like the parts in, in King Kong movies when they have King Kong tied down, and you're like, this is such bullshit. They did not, like, tie him down. Tie down King Kong. I just – she's so cantankerous. Uh, what are – do you think that these shows you'll do with Morning Chalk Up will um, – where, where is that? I need, to, I need to find that again. Morning Chalk Up. On, okay. So you're doing these shows on Morning Chalk Up. Sorry, guys, you probably don't want to hear this. This is me being passive-aggressive to Brian because I'm jealous that he's going on Morning Chocolate first, but I'll pretend like I am uh, I care and I'm promoting Morning Chocolate. When you go on these shows, like you'll go on one tonight. And we've already recorded those. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay, that's right. Okay, so you're not, are you burned out? Are you going to, am I going to get, like when you come on Monday, will you just be like, oh, God, again? Not at all. Because on those, the questions are very specific. Give us your top three. Give us a dark horse. And we go around and, and we each talk about whatever. Uh, I think we're going to be a, have a chance to get into a lot more detail. And in, in particular, on the men's side, I'm very excited about that because the field is, in, you know, in my, in my opinion, I know not everyone has the same level of interest I do, but it's like, I'm, I mean, I'm actually interested in about 35 of the 40 athletes competing on the men's side. Wait. Oh, and, and you're saying that's high. Usually you're not interested in 35 out of the 40. Let's talk about the five you're not interested in. Give them to me. In, in the, the, I'm joking. Don't do that. Uh, number uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're not burnt out. You're not burnt out. I mean, that's you did three shows. I mean, you did. You gave. But those gave three the, shows combined take about an hour. And we'll spend, you know, probably two hours uh, focusing in a lot more depth, I, I hope. Um, did you mention this guy's name? Which guy? Look it. Uh, I, you see, that's an example. I don't know that he even came up in the conversation because we're only talking about our top three picks and one dark horse. Did Danielle Brandon withdraw? Yeah. Are we allowed to talk about that? Is that public? She posted? I don't know. You heard that too? I heard that. Is that mm -hmm. true? You heard it too? I did hear that, yeah. I didn't hear why. I hope it's not why I'm guessing. What's your guess? I I, uh, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it out loud. It's so obvious, though. It's not. It's not because it's a secret. So I don't want to curse her. I'm gonna look at her Instagram because I have those same issues. She has heavy flow this week. No, <laughs> her uh, her her back. I actually think that she's feeling better than she's felt since the games. Um, and she wants to use that as an opportunity to get back into training certain uh, things that she really hasn't been able to um, oh, with the two months or so that she has prior to the season starting. I think that the reason it was so tempting to compete at Wadapalooza is because um, on the women, the women's field isn't that deep at the top. And so she's probably saw an opportunity to earn quite a bit of money here. I mean, if, if healthy, she would certainly be, I think, at the worst, top fifth at this competition for the women and, you know, decent paycheck. So, you know, I'm sure it was a very difficult decision for her and her coach and her team to weigh that financial opportunity against maybe what's the best thing for her across a game season. Uh, she, she's, a, she's a podium contender right there at Wadapalooza? For sure. For sure. Well, she, yeah, for sure. She would have been, yeah. 
And uh, and so basically it's opened it up. Some girls are happy. I mean, kind of happy. Yeah. And look, there's a lot of good women competing there. But in terms of marketability and popularity, it would have been, you know, her, Bethany and Sarah. And and you're taking away one of the big three in that regard. Oh, maybe Danny Spiegel a lot of has a lot of fans as well. Um, did you mention Colton's name in any of these videos that you did with the morning chocolate? <sighs> Probably not. When when you do these um, uh, prediction, um, when you make this prediction content, do you do it and, and act like you don't know the workouts, or do you come at it like, yeah, I, I, I know some shit. I got some. I got some inside scoop. I do know the workouts, but I don't. I mean, it doesn't come up. It didn't really come up in conversation. We um, maybe. A couple of the workouts had been announced before we <laughs> before we recorded this, it. This is totally inappropriate. This is t- Brian did not break her. How no. dare you? Uh um <laughs> Did you? You didn't break her, did you? You don't even you're, you're not even she's not your girlfriend. She's a boyfriend. Um I'm always what, trying to build build her up, that's all. But what I'm suggesting is that um do you look at this like, hey, I know workout one's a 400-meter sprint, so it's going to be this guy who wins. I know this one is heavy deadlifts. I know this guy's going to win. Is that what you put into your predictions, or do you have to do you go at it with a clean, like not act pretending like you don't know the workouts and just going based on what you know of the athletes? When I, when, are you I supposed prepare. to know the workouts, by the way? Did someone tell them to you? Yeah, are they yeah, yeah. Already? Yeah, because I'm, I'm – uh, preparing information for the broadcast based on the workouts. I mean, I want those guys when they get up there, Tommy and Chase and Bill to have as much information as they can about the athletes relative to the workouts that they're doing so that if they want to, they can easily pull that up and say, you know, even though this person had a bad day one, we can expect them <laughs> we can expect them to uh to do pretty well on this workout because we've seen this and this and this in the past. Colton, you know, I would just you know, I'm going to give you the, the fuel you need, brother. Come on. Hey, um, it's, it's someone right here, uh, uh, Spiegel is a plug. She's all ass and no finish. Are there, the, you never hear about anyone like commenting about what dudes are all ass. Does that, there, all, does, there what, are what, what does that there. mean? What does that mean to be a plug? Isn't a plug someone who provide who's like supplies drugs? I think a plug is, is like a, um, uh, that girl that used to work out with, uh, Katrin David's daughter. Uh, they called her the hamster something. Muscle hamster. Muscle hamster, yeah. <laughs> I think it just means like when you're just like when you're when you're built like SpongeBob. What? <laughs> you know, you're just SpongeBob. Yeah, just square. Like you're just like a plug. Like she's just like she's stout. But 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 going back to the all ass, there's dudes who are just all ass too out there. I mean, the dudes out there have some big asses. I'm trying to think of, of someone I know who just who has an enormous ass. <clears throat> That's actually funny. Sam Briggs made a post today. Like she does not have an enormous and, ass. And she said in her post, I don't have an ass, but I just rely, I just let my biceps do all the work. <laughs> yeah. Fair, Tori fair Dyson, that's right. Oh, yes. Thank you. Me. Wow. Look at you. No, not a butt plug. Uh, here we go. I should probably <laughs> read stuff before I put it up. A plug in hockey is the guy you have to let out every 10 shifts and cross your fingers. He doesn't foobar the shift. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Who watches hockey? Oh, yeah. Kronikov. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. He has an enormous caboose. He has an enormous caboose. That's true. Yep. Massive, massive. Just a fucking giant ass. Colton's got a huge ass. I was thinking that. I was thinking that, too, actually, probably. 
It's hard to tell because I will tell you this about Colton Mertens. He has just as good a chance to win as many work to win as many workouts at Wadapalooza as anyone else in the men's field. So by you saying that, that's a bad sign for what you think he's going to do in some of the other workouts. Because you're suggesting he may have some really, really good events, like have it get a couple wins, but he's going to shit the bed somewhere else and still not make podium. That's that's unknown because, uh, as we do know, he's been working really hard on some of the things that he believes are most likely to be the shit the bed style workouts for him. And that's, I mean, honestly, that's what I'm most excited about. You know, the workouts that he's great at, uh, I already know. But the workouts that historically have held him back a little from where he wants to be, that's what I want to see how far he's come. And that's the case for like 15 or 20 of the guys in the field. I already know the stuff that they can do well. I want to see how far they've come at the stuff that has, you know, most more often than not been a problem for them. Uh, stand by. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Call my wife real quick. She sent me a picture of my, uh, something I left in the house. Let's see if she's going to answer. Hey. Hi. You're, uh, you're, you're Hi. live. You're live with us. Uh, oh. The girl didn't show Ellie Turner didn't show up. So I like I don't even need the notes. We're just making this shit up as we go along. Cool. All right. Love you, bye. How are the kids? How are the how are the kids? Everything's perfect. Okay, good. Good. As I expect it should be. Get a new wife. All right. Uh um, so uh she sent me a screenshot that I left the the notes, but I printed the notes twice. I printed the notes twice. Ellie Turner notes. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Um, she was training with Michelle. Thank you. Uh, she was training with Michelle Latondra for a long time before they met. It sounds like, right? Which I found interesting. Oh, oh, you mean before they'd met in person? Yeah. Oh, possibly. I'm. You know, that'd be great to ask her if she were here. <laughs> Just bring the wife on the podcast. Bring your <laughs> wife on the podcast. How uh, how's how's Velner doing? Have you talked to Velner in the last week, Brian? What insights do you have on Velner? I haven't spoken to him, but he did post that he passed the uh, COVID test that he needed in order to leave us, leave Canada and enter the United States. And so he will be making his way to Miami. And he's like, he's a, uh, he's quadruple uh, uh, vaxxed anyway. He's got like, I think, I think he's uh yeah, he's, he might even have like inside a, you know, pre-release. He's got five or six already. He's way ahead of the game. <laughs> he's Johnson and Johnson, Pfizer and Moderna up. So he's good to go. Mm-hmm. Right. Good. So Valner's good. Anyone else pulled out? Anything, any other breaking news that you can share? I, I've heard some potential uh, rumors of some European athletes that may or may not be able to make it, but nothing, nothing for sure. Men or women? Men. Uh, any, any last minute? Oh, that's not good. It's not Luca, is it? Luca withdrew like uh, two weeks ago. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he's not on your list. Oh, well, that sucks. Not a Castro hat. This is our gym's hat. It's just two barbells. It's not. But I did wear it um, the day he was fired because it's the closest thing I have to a TDC hat because uh, he never gave me one at the games despite I was really hoping he would. Someone can look it up. That sucks that um, Luca's out. That means Lazar probably won't be watching the event closely, which means that he probably won't be coming on to do guest appearances. I still think Lazar will be watching. Um, remember that you tried to uh, you tried to like mention to Dave that I would love to have one of his hats, and he could care less about that. 
That was the year you got fired from the games. That, that was this year? Yeah, this year. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that a trip you got fired from the games? That's an accurate statement, right? I don't know. I mean, I, I my credentials got removed. I still did my job. I still got paid for the job. I still felt like I contributed to the team, but I had violated the protocol. So that's the price you pay. I'm glad they didn't throw me in jail for two weeks. Hey, you guys hear that? That's how propaganda starts and rumor starts. Brian violated the protocol. He and was fired for misconduct. I wonder what he did that was so naughty. And you still got really, paid. No, was, you still really, got paid. Yeah, and that really happened bad. on day one. It was bad. I was trying to, you know, promote the event and build up the athletes and did it in the wrong way. Why? In, in a nutshell, we were we were live on the podcast. He was in. He, he was working. It wasn't, we were live on Instagram. Oh, we were. Yeah, you called me. You go, what are you doing? I said I'm watching Hobart. He goes, you are. Oh, hold on one second. You started Instagram Live, invited me to it, and said, "What are you doing?" <laughs> oh, that's what it wasn't even on YouTube. No, it was live on Instagram. And so he pointed. So he put. So and he was in the media pit at the games uh, for at a Masters competition, and they have a policy that you're not allowed to stream out of the media pit. Uh, Waterpalooza has the same uh, policy. Makes sense. Totally, totally makes sense. I get it. They don't want anyone in there hijacking their stream. Well, maybe makes sense. Maybe makes sense, but but the different different argument, and a, a rules a rules a rule. And Brian and Brian and I both agree with that. And in the excitement of it, he turned his camera around and showed the field. Now, when you showed the my field excitement field, of it, no, 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 you said turn the camera around. Let me see. <laughs> ah, yeah, under the direction of my uh, my command, Brian pointed his iPhone at the field wall on Instagram Live, and uh, Hobart looked like a, like an ant, like you couldn't even tell what he was pointing the field at. And then moments later, uh, he was pulled aside and said, six hours hey, later, six hours later, he was pulled aside and said, you're a naughty boy. Give us your credentials. And I, I had no idea, actually. I was uh, called to a meeting that I thought was expected to happen anyway in preparation for open, opening ceremonies the following day. And I got there and I, you, you know, you know, when you get into the meeting and you immediately see everyone else's face and you're like, oh, something's not right here. And I still at that point had no idea what I'd done wrong or that I'd done anything wrong and was asked oh, what happened today? And I was still kind of like, what? And they said, the, the live stream. And I, then it like all kind of dawned on me. And he said to you, did you know that that was wrong? And you said? I was super honest about it. I mean, I, I knew at that point that it was probably going to, like what the result was probably going to be. And that obviously there's no point in trying to um, do anything, but just tell them how it happened. And I immediately called Dave, who's at the games, and tried to lobby for Brian. Yeah, I don't, I mean, it was uh, an oversight in the moment and deal with the consequences and move forward. He told me it was a team's decision. I don't know if it's all my fault, but yeah, it's a little bit. It's definitely a little bit my fault. Uh, here's the problem. Uh, can you get all the Aussies on a podcast together? I'm curious to see how they debate their mandates depending on it, it. It'll just make me start hating some of them. If you think it's okay to lock human beings up, um, for, for, for no reason. Um, it just will make me start hating some of them. I don't want to do that. I'm a good dude. Oh, yes. Oh, Craig. I, uh, Todd Hutchins smoked in Australian last night. Wow. Really? Where was that match at? Todd Hutchins is an arm wrestler. If it's not John, I don't care. I, I want to show you a photo. What's John's last name? Pulling John. Uh, John Brzezink. John Brzezink. My guy. 
I'm going to show you a a photo. Speaking of last night, um, did you watch the show last night, uh, Brian? Nope. Good. I'm glad. You should not watch any of the shows you're not on. They'll just stress you out. I, I really don't think they'd stress me out, but I was uh, I was watching the Supercross last night. Like the motorcycle shit? Mm-hmm. My buddy Scott Polensky, who sometimes is in the comments yeah. here, yeah, he yeah. used to race Supercross, and so did his dad, and they're very into it. And so I'm just doing – they've gotten me into it a little bit last year. So I'm doing a little fantasy game with them this season. And last night was night one in Anaheim, your, your home state. Uh, that's some pretty manly shit. It's pretty crazy. I think we're actually going to go to one and uh, try to go to the one in Indianapolis in a couple months. He said that watching it live is like different next level stuff, which I believe I went, I had an opportunity to go to one NASCAR race. I went and actually had a, like a pit credential to go down on the track. And that was pretty intense. Is he good? Well, he doesn't do it anymore. I think he was, you know, mediocre local guy. So, Oh, I wasn't going to do this. I'm a, yes or no, Brian? About what? I want to share. I want to share a video with you, but I don't know if it's this is it's not. This it's is, not rusty trombone video, is it? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a video of um, our fearless leader playing uh, his guitar. Our fearless leader. You got Mertens plays guitar. No. Uh, I, I want, I'm going to show Sousa? you. Sousa? I'm going to show you. Yeah. Yeah. Sousa. This is, um, Eric Rosa, the CEO of CrossFit. Uh, I, 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 from two sources, I was told that this was, uh, last night him playing his guitar. Um, I'm guessing it's in Boulder, but, but, but look at, he's playing his guitar. He's rocking out. Good. Nice body. And um, if you notice that there's no one wearing a mask there, that's cool. Must must be must be must be pretty cool. Here's the problem: you have gyms all over the world that are closed down, and no one's standing up for them. And he's sitting up here spitting on people. Do you get what I'm saying? You, you can't you can't have it both ways. That comes with the role of being a leader. You can't you can't have it both ways. You got to you got to like either got to not do this or hide this. Or you got to stand up for people who can't do it, who you're supposed to be leading. You can't let your gyms be closed around the world that are trying to save people's lives while you're partying. Well, you can be partying. You just got to be partying with a mask on, like six masks. This is not cool. There's gyms that are closed that can't train. They can't, they can't keep business. And you're here spitting on people. You know you're spitting on people. All well, three of uh... spitting on people. Serhat Kalkan, how can how can see the women field is not that deep? What is uh, what's she asking there? I don't know. Great transition, though. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, she's saying. Oh, show me where that. How can how can you see the how can you say that the women's field is not that deep? Let's go with that. How she's can I say that? Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> well, if you you know if you we can just look at the men's field to begin with, and we have Patrick Vellner. We know how his credentials, Cole Sager, multiple top tens at the game, Saxon Panchik, multiple top tens at the game, Scott Panchik, eight top four, sixes at the games, Alex Vigneault, multiple top tens at the game, Ricky Garrard, a lot of potential, Guimaieros, seventh this year at the games. Like we're already getting towards 10 athletes, all of whom have 
very impressive or multiple top tens at the games. And if you go to the women's side, we have Sarah Sigmund's daughter who's coming back from injury and meets that criteria. And that's it. There's no one else in the field with multiple top 10 finishes at the games. Um, I just got a text from Ellie Turner. Me too. We're on that same thread. I love her. I hope she fucking wins. That's how easy. I'm such a fucking easy. I'm such a pushover. I swear I'm such a pushover. Just stroke me like a cat just a little bit. Just like, oh, you're having a good... Like if, if, if Eric Rosa were to text me and be like, Sevon, you're having a great hair day. I love the podcast. I'd be like, CrossFit's the greatest thing ever. Or you'd just get so nervous and you'd say, yeah, you too. You're, yeah, you're having a great hair day too. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if someone from HQ, if, if Gary Gaines called me with that beautiful voice of his and was like, hey, I just want to tell you, I understand where you're coming from and, and I appreciate you contributing to the community. You're such a strong voice in the community. I'd be like, oh my God, this is so amazing. I can't believe it. Oh, really? You're inviting me to Boulder? to be? I can be part of the DEI team? I, that's what I meant to say. I love the DEI team. Just make me, oh my goodness. You guys know I'm going to tell you something. This is this is this is you really have to know this. I voted for Obama and I voted for Hillary and I voted for all. I think that was the same time Andrew Weinstein was um, supporting Romney. So for most of you, that's not even going to make sense. But for some of you, you're going to be like, "Oh shit!" That's what I mean. Like you, like you, we can still see clearly. You can still you. you at some point, you just have to wake up. You have to be honest with yourself. Sevon, you're giving quite some heat on Rosa. Do you think it will affect you somehow? Maybe you will not be allowed to do what you plan for Wadapalooza. Uh, I, I mean this in the most kind way ever. I give z- I, I give zero fucks. I the the more he the more anyone does to me, says my name, pushes back, writes something about me. That's why no one wants to say anything. I'm like a fucking meth head who can't stop picking his skin in the mirror. Just like, like, I just, I just want some, I just want some, I just want a tango. I just want someone like to say something or, or like, you, you know, I, I, I think it's not lost on anyone with two cents for a fucking brain. And, and Matt O'Keefe is a very smart man that I love watching the athletes and that I'm so excited about the movement. And I'm really, really in love with human beings. And I'd like to see people really, really improve themselves. People who know me, watch me, have any like inkling. That's like what I'm all about. And that I just love on these athletes when they come on the show from Taylor Williamson to Elijah Muhammad to like, that's, that's what I'm doing. Not just CrossFit athletes, all everyone in the community. If you come on the show, like I'm going to be respectful-ish to you. Yeah, yeah, I am going to be respectful to you, and I'm going to push forward like the good things about you. So, so it's really hard to be like. I mean, you know, they're not going to let me. I'm sure they're not going to let me do behind the scenes at the games, but it doesn't matter. I'm still going to promote the shit out of the athletes as we build up to the games. There's, it's not. I'm not. it's like someone asked me on the podcast last night, why aren't you telling people to de-affiliate? That's not what I'm doing. It's the same thing when people misunderstood with Greg. Greg doesn't have a problem with Coca-Cola. Or drink all the Coke you want. It's just the lack of telling the truth. That's it. Just tell the truth. Let's roll. Let's roll. So, so it doesn't matter to me. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter to me what they do at, at Wadapalooza. Um, it matters to the athletes how they, what they do to me. It matters to them. If, they, if, they, if someone fucks with me, it just, it's just... Um, Shit, we almost broke four hundred thousand downloads last night in the last seven days. I saw I saw one at one point the number went to three hundred and ninety nine thousand and one. How cool is that, Brian? Pull up that last comment by Craig White there. 
Um, I don't uh, know if yes. that's I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Tyler Christopher is also competing at Wadapalooza, and um, they, you know maybe Angelo just wasn't able to make that training session. Maybe he was there in the background. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it, but um, I, I don't think that's necessarily what's going on just because of that. Oh wow! Um, DeChico has had some injuries, right? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, he has. He had a problem with his back for a couple of years, for sure. I don't. I think it was uh, unknown if he would ever ever compete again. Can you switch people just like that at Wadapalooza? Could someone just show up and like? Yeah, they have very lenient policy with the athletes in terms of making kind of last minute changes or substitutions or entries even into the competition. Um, one year, the night before competition began, they announced uh, that Katrin was going to be in the field. Hey, I love that. It's good for some things. Uh, it's hard in other regards. I mean, it, it just depends. If you're printing like jerseys with athletes' names on it, like Dubai does, then it makes it a lot more difficult to just you know have that um, in the last minute happen. Um, for logistical with- reasons, but for competitive reasons, like who cares, right? Well, and also you kind of, I mean, for the promoters, you want to know who's going to be there ahead too, so like you can just like feel get some. Yeah, I mean, but you know, being able to hype, announce hype last event. minute, boom, Tia's in the field, like that is obviously exciting, and people will, will want to watch if she's going to be there. But it does change the logistics. Are you going to reseed the athletes? Does it mean you need an extra heat? Do you need an extra lane in one of the heats? You know, there's a lot of things to add, add up, and the fact that there are three thousand total athletes competing there, um, it just like I don't know. In one one part of me is like, why would you want to give yourself the extra headache so close to the competition when there's so many things already going on? Um, is this uh, is is this true? What um, Hector Trinta is saying? Catherine uh, ended up winning. She showed up the last minute and then won. 2018, Catherine Davis got her first place. Carrie Pierce second place. Mackenzie Riley third place. Wow, what a badass! That's pretty badass. You just show up and win. Hey, well, Hector, check this out. These are the winners you- of Wadapalooza. 2020, Tia Claire Toomey. 2019, Tia Claire Toomey. 2018, Katrin Davis daughter. 2017, Camila Blanc Bazinet. 2016, Brooke Wells. 2015 and 2014, Sam Briggs. 2013, Tilena Tilea Fortunato. Pretty. Helena had a kid. Yeah. I used to uh, train with her in Naples when we lived down there. Uh, she would help me out with some. Uh, she's very good PT also. She helped me out with some injuries I had. But anyway, it's a very impressive list of women who've won at Wadapalooza. You know everybody. <laughs> I don't know everybody. Uh, Jay Crouch is out. I saw that from Sam Herring there. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's true or what that means. He's supposed to be competing on a team with um, Con Porter and James Newberry, a Thunder Down Under team, one of the better teams in the field. I think isn't for the Thunder men. Down Under a bunch of strippers? Those are strippers. Yeah, I think that's right, and I think that was a very intentional choice by guys like Con Porter and James Newberry, who've been having a lot of fun uh, this season. But if he's out, this is what I was saying. If he's out, if he's unable to make the trip for whatever reason, um, maybe he doesn't want to make the trip because he doesn't want to spend two weeks in jail on the return trip, then they can probably just pull another athlete that is in the U.S. to round out their team. Hey, um, what should I what should I write back to Ellie? Uh, should I be like serious and be like, oh, no problem? Or should I be like, fuck you, you're dead to me? Like, what, what, which route should I go? I think she's too young to do fuck you, you're dead to me. Wow. 
So which one of these is Con Porter? Can we zoom in? (laughs) (laughs) Gay. Brian. Yeah, zoom in on the pecs. I'll be able to identify them by the nipples. Yes. My goodness. I someone tried who one of the games athletes tried out for actually this. the guy in the middle looks a lot like James Newberry with the dreadlocks. Uh, this guy here or with the tattoo, tattoo. Oh, yeah. um, and two to the right could probably pass his con. Who tried out which? So for $63, I can go see these guys. There are 90 people looking at this show. Wow, there's 90 people on this website right now, Heidi. Does the female winner have a good shot to podium at the games? Um, the most likely female winners in this competition are going to be uh, Bethany Shadburn, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, maybe Emma McQuaid. And I would say that um, it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility for at least Bethany and Sarah to make a podium run if everything goes well in the next nine months. Does it, does this make sense? I'm gonna I'm gonna write back to Ellie. She said she said she apologizes. Um, 35 hours of travel and she overslept. She says I've never done this before, and I actually believe her. Should I write seriously? Don't worry. We're, t- we're we are talking mad shit about you now, and we're all even. That's, that's, <coughs> kind of, that's cool, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she understands shit about you now, and we are all even. No, I've never done this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I dude, jet lagged is the real deal. <laughs> uh, dude jet lagged is weird isn't it jet lagged is so weird hey that's that's what people do. um that's one of the amazing things about life someone could be the most sane person ever and in three days you could make them a fucking lunatic if you keep them awake you could keep someone awake for three days and, and like the most sane person ever did they're broken broken that two days broken All love, we will reschedule. <laughs> you're good. Oh, and, and then and then the obligatory. You're a good dude. I wish they knew how excited. Seriously, I wish they knew how like cool and excited I was just to be like texting with a games athlete. And and I know I say a lot of like sarcastic shit, but that is not sarcastic. I think you guys are so fucking cool. Uh, oh, this is it. I, 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 uh, Wyatt Begay says, um, Wyatt Begay. Is that his real name? Wyatt Begay? <laughs> Wyatt Begay? Uh, Shadburn is going to go scorched earth and dominate since she had to miss the games. I don't think um, that's the right use of scorched earth, but I appreciate <laughs> it. I, 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 I do like I, what I did last night was scorched earth. But, but it's only the beginning. I got cut off. I had seven pages of notes, but I got cut off. You didn't waste my time. What? Stop it. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone. Hey, in- stop it. I'll say you're the man. Is that okay to say to a woman? You're the man. I did. I said it anyway. You're the man. I know. I, th- I think uh, everyone is really excited to see Bethany compete this weekend. It was huge letdown at the games, especially after what she did at West Coast Classic. So she should be um, very good. She should be right up at the top. I think she's probably the favorite here. And uh, this will be, you know, another opportunity us, for us to have a, you know, a data point that gives us an insight of how good she actually can be. Her boyfriend is a uh, strength and conditioning coach for the Lakers. Is that true? Did I see that? Bethany Shadburns? Fiance, maybe now. 
Same thing, but you know what I mean. Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> what, what do you know? Am I, do I have something wrong? No, I was looking at Ashley McMain's comment. Call my friend Matt Poulin. Matt Poulin's competing at the men's field at Wadapalooza as well. He also competed at the individual at West Coast Classic this past semifinal season. Is he a top guy? Is he in the elite field? I mean, he's. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think he finished around 12th or something at um, West Coast Classic. 13. You said you were. You said you were interested in, in 35 of the men of, of the 44. Is Matt Poulin like one of the, those? Oh yeah. You're not interested in? No, no, I'm interested in him. He he, oh. he makes the top 35. <laughs> he's 5'10", 195 pounds, 26 years old. In case you didn't know, Brian. Oh, damn, you were so. I love how prepared you are. Uh, Sevon, you're looking small today. It's because yesterday, so it's, I'm always small. I am a small man, but yesterday I was wearing that tight black vest with a white t-shirt. That's like, was my, my, that's like my power outfit. Like, cause I was going hard. Uh, wow. Good job, Craig. That's, that's 555 calories in 32 minutes. Biker. Thanks for the background, gents. My pleasure. Thank you for sharing that. I actually really like that. Man, he was going hard. Uh, Oh, unload on no, 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 no. Ellie's just Ellie's awesome. Listen, I, I was, I mean, I was up late last night. I mean, if if, I, if I'm going to try to make her feel bad, I would start telling you about how late I was last night. Up last night after the podcast, researching her, reading any article, anything I could find about her. Thank you, Morning Chalk Up. I appreciate that greatly. The, what, what's the guy's name who does the interviews? The giant dude. He's huge. What? Uh, I think that's Scott Schweitzer, Clydesdale yeah. podcast yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah, that guy's like, that's how I do my research. Scott, I, I should Venmo you something. That's how I do my research on the athletes. I go to Morning Chalk Up and then watch, and watch Scott interview them. That's a tough That's a tough thing to do, he does. I would not want to sit on a box across from an athlete interviewing them. I would turn like bright red and fall on my face. I don't know how he does it. He's, he, and he, and he, just, he just question after question. Then I'm like, okay, I'll steal that. Thank you, Scott. I'll steal that. Plagiarize, borrow. Is Jason Kalipa or Eric Rosa more? I don't know. Come on. I don't think uh, Kalipa's woke. I don't, I don't got I don't got no woke from him. Will we? Oh, this is interesting. Will we? See, is Sydney Wells going to be there? Is she still going, Brian? I n- I never saw her on the athlete roster for Wadapalooza. I do expect that both of them will be in uh, Miami, though. My, I mean, that's my guess. There's a lot of athletes who are not competing there who are doing, you know, sponsor events, promotional events, um, stuff peripheral to the competition. Is Sydney still trying to be a CrossFit Games athlete? Like, is that something like she's really, really pursuing? Like, we're going to see her her at the Games one day? I think so. Uh, I mean, I think so to the first question, will she make it to the Games one day? I think this upcoming year will be our best insight into well, whether whether that will happen or not, um, my expectation is that she'll make a pretty big jump this year, just based on the obviously athletic genes in her family and the focus that she seems to have on trying to get to the games. Um, she had, a, I think, last year she showed that she has a great aerobic base, and she is even moderately strong relative to other women she's competing with. But some of the skills, gymnastics wise, are st- still need to come along. So when we talked about Ellie's original uh open performance and she was missing some of those skills sydney's not missing the skills but she needs to become more proficient and competent with them in you know under fatigue and in high intensity situations i think she has a chance she's been training with the proven team down there in nashville for this wait 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 sydney's also with the proven team i think so yeah wow 
Okay. Um, so I, I'm excited for, to see her this year and see what, you know, kind of changes she's made. And I don't have a problem. Like, you know, like I said, with a lot of the guys that are competing at Wadapalooza, this is like a six month check-in to see what's happened in the last six months. But I don't think by any means you need to do that. So she wants to take the whole year, not do any off season competitions and really be focused on trying to make that jump. I think that might be in her best interest actually. Can you see this picture, Brian? I can. What is she holding? That's straps on a sled. Uh, She's probably going to just, you know, do a sled pull like that and then back up a couple of feet and do it again. Thank you. I, they look like rubber bands to me. I think that they uh, highly recommended kicking off 2022 with the girls weekend. I Miami, Florida. Yes. I think that Brooke, and I don't know about Sydney was in Vegas at some big ass uh, prestigious party by prestigious. I mean like, you know, like David Spade's house or some shit. She was somewhere like that, somewhere that um, she is friends with Gabby uh, Morgerman and um, uh, who, who, who's a super agent over at WME. I don't know if she represents Brooke Wells. But they're definitely friends. I think Brooke, um, when, after she had her surgery, she healed up while staying with uh, Gabby at her Hollywood home and uh, Hollywood home, Malibu home. Can you pull and, up Greg uh, Mountain's comment? I'm, I'm giving some good TMZ gossip and you want to take it back. Anyway, I think, I think that uh, I think for sure. I mean, obviously they're in Miami. We can see as of yesterday. Um, no, as of six days ago, they were in Miami who would leave Miami. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. You want to talk about, uh, had, uh, Brian, Greg mountain says, has it been confirmed whether Dave has programmed this year's season? My, you know, we, don't know for sure, but he, he obviously has already announced, had announced, and CrossFit also had that the open workouts were programmed. My suspicions about Dave's programming has always been that he has kind of a big picture idea for the season, but then he takes it in individual steps. So he will spend this fall programming the open, dial that in, and then he'll spend the winter through the open season preparing for the next stage of the competition. And then I'll spend, so he's always like three to four months ahead, but still refining all the way up sometimes until the last minute. So I wouldn't be surprised if in his mind, he'd already had some of the ideas for uh, semifinal or quarterfinal workouts, some of the ideas for last chance qualifier workouts and some ideas for workouts, maybe even specific workouts that he knew he was going to program at the games, especially be, you know, because it could be the last year in Madison and there might be something that he's been holding on to waiting to release for the right moment. But as far as the entire game season, I don't think he had, no, not, not by any stretch of the imagination. Did he have the whole thing mapped out yet? Uh, what Brian is saying is, is, I won't say, but I will tell you this. There is a room at the ranch. There are two rooms at the ranch um, that uh, where the walls are covered with constant changing and brainstorming and working on events. And when um, I um, started my podcast, I was no longer allowed in that room for security reasons. Like Dave takes that shit so fucking seriously. And uh, I, it, it, it might be out of context or a, a, a miscategorization 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 to say that they were that they are done but they um they could have been done by that i mean <laughs> like, like i think brian was alluding to this like yeah there's there's a, there's 50 great workouts written for madison probably um which ones were going to be it probably not chosen 
Yeah, and, and I mentioned that on uh, Tuesday, the first show that we had done after it was announced that he was fired is one of the things you're losing is this long-term view that he had for the evolution of the sport, is that he had ideas sometimes three, four, or five, ten years ahead of time, but he knew that there was going to be come a moment when it'd be appropriate to include them. And um, so I'm sure he had, I think he thought a lot of term in terms of concepts. So he probably had a lot of concepts laid out for the season relative to the last couple seasons and to the upcoming seasons. And I'm just, you know, honestly, if that's the, um, if there's someone who's going to come in and, and do the programming individually in the way that he kind of has, I hope that they also have the capacity to keep the big picture and evolution year to year in mind the way that he did. Uh, Brian is holding the leash. Brian, I need another three feet on the leash, please. Um, I hold Sevon responsible for both Matt leaving the podcast. <laughs> I hold I hold Sevon uh, responsible for both Matt leaving the podcast and Dave getting fired. Fair enough. Take it. Um, is the original games leaderboard in the hopper still at the ranch? Uh, last time I was there, I don't know, a month ago, two months ago, it, it was still there. Um, and it's because you are a chatterbox and a blabbermouth. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go with that one too, Harry. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna rail your mom for that either. Don't worry. I'm good. Good. Um, Chris's question is a good question. I mean, and it's whether it's Rosa or a team of people who decided to do this. For me, the biggest, the biggest letdown of this whole situation is that there hasn't been a good follow up to that announcement. Um, if there were, if you're going to make a big decision like that, I would want and hope that there would be something following it. That's also a big announcement that, you know, instills some hope in the community. We reckon like the fact in saying that we recognize what Dave has accomplished and done for the sport, but we're letting him go. Like everyone knows that he's done a ton for the sport and the methodology. You don't have to tell us that if you say that and you say, and because we're making such a big shift, it was really important to us that you guys understand that we're not doing this without a plan in place. And this is our plan. But there's no there's no plan that I've seen. There's no plan that's been announced. There was nothing the next day. He didn't get up and talk to us. It's like, I mean, honestly, it would, it's, it's like if, if Joe Biden decided to say, you know what, guys, we're going to make this decision to invade this country based on what's happening there. But instead of getting up and making a presidential announcement like you, presidents always do, he just emailed the chief of staff and said, uh, invade this country. And then they post on Instagram, we're invading this country. No explanation, no follow up, nothing. I don't think, I, but I don't think Rosa owes anyone any, I, 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 first of all, I don't think he has a plan. I think he has a plan the same way a boat out at sea with 50 foot waves, um, has a plan. Um, and when people jump overboard with a life vest on, like, th- like, I think that's his plan. Like he jumped overboard with the life vest and he does fine. But, um, if you listen carefully to the words of this song, this is actually um, Eric Rosa. Uh, you just have to go to uh, Instagram and, and hear Eric Rosa singing. And this is where he's exploring, um, um, you know, his plan right here. He's singing about what his plan is. No, there's no fucking plan. I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's so. So, and if that's the case, that's to me is disappointing because it's a big move and you should have a, you know, you should be following up a big move with something positive or at least well thought out. And just to say Justin Berg is going to fill that role feels like it's lacking. Like it's, em- it's empty. It's not, it's not enough for me. Uh, um, Brian, I still don't know how you're not the commentator at the CrossFit events. Brian still can't, doesn't understand it either. Um, 
So let's say there is a, a really competent team there. You take you take Dave away, and there's a really competent team there who can still do this. Let's say, let's let's say there is. And I know there's definitely a shit ton of competent people who work there. There's also a ton of co- incompetent people who are in the way. But more importantly than all of that, you have to remember they just watch their fucking leader. Even the people who hate him respect him as a leader and like really, really are impressed by him. And they slaughtered their leader. Like so, so even the competent people are a little incompetent right now because they're shaken. I, I can't express to you how hard it is to work somewhere when when your shit's been turned upside down. It's like really hard. Like people are tripping, like scared tripping, like not sleeping at night tripping. Okay, back to Ellie Turner. Are we, are we, we're going to reschedule with Ellie Turner, right? I mean, I think it, I think it'd be a lot of fun to talk to her. I mean, if she, if she will, I mean, she's got a cool accent. She writes good texts. <laughs> um, uh, our our Indian comedian has popped up again. Oh, what's he saying? Uh, Megatron? Uh, oh, oh, the Megatron variant will be ready for public release by games, and they'll postpone it. It's, it's possible. It's definitely possible. Greg Mountain. It's a great name, by the way. I don't believe it's a real name. Dave knew wall walks would be hard, legless rope climbs, freestanding stand, free handstand push-ups. He had the balls to go there. Most pr- programmers just refigure reconfigure movement patterns not move the bar here's the thing too greg that it's funny you say that that it's a fine line between uh, moving the bar and uh, gimmicks and i and he he really did not want crossfit to become gimmicky at all you're right he just wanted to move the bar and and he wanted people to be able to do things that they didn't think that they could do and and, and i think jason klepa spoke about that um extensively about about that 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 did happen at those events it's, I mean, the more that you dive into what they did over the years in terms of programming and the evolution of programming, the more impressive it becomes, especially when you think about something like the 2017 Open where they, with the implementation of dumbbells for everyone. Dumbbells were in the very first CrossFit.com workout ever in 2001. It's called Fast and Heavy. Run, dumbbell thruster, run, dumbbell thruster, run, dumbbell thruster. Wow. And dumbbells were at the very first year of regionals. And they were at regionals for several years before they made their way into the open. So if you're paying attention and you had the aspirations to be at regionals or even to be competent as a competitive CrossFitter, even if it's just in your gym, you could have looked back a few years and seen how important dumbbells were in his programming. And you wouldn't have been surprised in 2017. But most people didn't take the time to do that or didn't make the jump. And so in 2017, when the dumbbell came out, not once, but twice, first two weeks of the open, then people were figuring it out. And everyone's back hurt after 17.1. Now you can program dumbbell snatches. Even one year later, you could program dumbbell snatches and everyone had a totally different understanding of how to do it. But it wasn't a new concept. He'd laid breadcrumbs for it because CrossFit, the methodology and the programming had laid breadcrumbs before that. And he always looked backwards to move forwards, but not everyone was able to always keep in mind and pay attention to how he was doing that. I sure as fuck wasn't able to pay attention. And I mean, uh, dude, I'm writing these articles with Tommy and some of these things I'm like having revelations about them as I'm writing, you know, uh, Greg Mountain, Alex Peters and Pavon Deep, all <laughs> points. Right? I mean, seriously. Wow. Wow. That, those might have been three of the three of the guys on that Thunder Down Under profile page. Pavon Deep. God, I hope I get to meet you someday. 
Verdi. Where are you, uh, Mr. Verdi? Are you are you in America? Like, are you in? You're either in San Jose or in Pakistan. You're in one of the two. I know. Either live right over the hill from me. Um, uh, Wyatt Begay, serious question. Do you think he will stay in the CrossFit space with another company somehow? Assuming this is Dave they're asking about? Uh, me too. <clears throat> I'm not sure. I mean, when, when they first made that announcement, just the private nature of who Dave is, I, I had said I thought he might back off for a little bit and then reappear. But my feeling on that has completely changed i don't i think dave uh, i don't think he has any plans to go anywhere i think that he um loves this stuff and i think that he might very well take an opportunity to do something like that perhaps very prominently uh even sooner than we think i think that's a (laughs) i think that is a very astute and wise possibility to consider what 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 harry m said no what you said that, <laughs> like I, I i mean i can see i can see it both ways I, I have two very very clear and very realistic uh expectations of dave one is is that we never see him again he fucking puts on like some war paint and a fucking uh like a, a, a thong and vanishes into the woods with sam dancer hunting animals and um and the other is is that like he shows up on the scene somewhere that you guys can't even believe and uh and just takes over i'm I'm fine with either i, I would like to watch either yeah 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 yes uh oh uk yeah yeah right 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 uk yeah they got your peeps over there in the uk too i forgot uh sevon deep yeah you can ask your wife if she will call you sevon deep I don't ask my wife anything, Harry. I tell Pull her. Pull up that comment by Will about Dave's book. So when when Dave wrote the book, Programming the CrossFit Games, I, what I can't I think it was a two, maybe the 2018 season, 17 season. Have you read the book, Ryan? I read it a couple times because, and 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 honestly, if you're programming for any competition, I mean, I, and I mean that. I mean, even if you're programming a competition for your local gym, which I do a couple times a year. There's principles from that book that I borrow in terms of preparation and thinking about what that day is going to be like for the athletes and what experience I want them to have. And so I apply those principles in the testing, in this layout of the day. Um, he, uh, you know, he didn't always have it all figured out, but he was, if he, if he didn't, when he watches his uh, events that he programs, he's learning, he's looking for his own mistakes so that he can eradicate those mistakes next time next year whatever it is and he gives a lot of like he addresses a lot of those things in that book so that you don't have to make those mistakes for yourself if you read what he's already like the trials and errors he's already gone through constructing the crossfit games i wonder who owns that uh you know when i came out there to hq is when i actually picked up a copy of that book oh like there was just one sitting out for free no, you gave me an L1 manual, a hard copy of that, which I still have, but I think I purchased the this book. Oh, I'm a good dude. If hey, you were a good uh, dude, you'd have given me both. That's correct. <laughs> um, uh, you said something there at the end that I wanted to respond to, but I forget what it was because I was busy looking up this book. Uh, Chris, thank you. 
Is it about, just about the insights that he provides? The, the, oh, his, yeah. The way he he's watches having, his events? Just so you know, he's not having fun at the CrossFit Games. It's, it's, um, it's, um, I, I can, I can only, oh, I, I heard your fan that cools down your marijuana plant start up, Brian. The room must be getting hot. <clears throat> Come on. That's the one thing I asked you not to talk about on here. Uh, all right. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, it's kind of like this podcast. Like, I'm really glad I do it, but I'm not having fun while I'm doing it. But when it's done, I look back and like, I'm excited. I'm glad that I did it. Like, oh, I got that done today. It's like that. That I think it's kind of like that for Dave at the games. His lips are pursed. He's intense. He's not like enjoy. It's not like a place he goes to enjoy the fruits of his labor at all, at all. And what Brian said is like, so astute. He's there the whole time, like judging the shit out of the guy who organized the event. And that's him. He's there the whole time judging the shit out of himself so that the next year it could be better. It's intense. It's intense. It's intense being around him. They had this room called the war room. Did you ever go in the war room, Brian? Did you ever make it in there? Yes, but not during any of the meetings. I was in the war room uh, begging and praying that the printer would work so I could print the script for the final uh, uh, ceremony, the award ceremony for Kiki Dixon. Uh, oh, yeah. And also at the same time, hoping that he didn't come in in a bad mood when, and find me in there by myself. He'll, he'll walk right in there and kick people out. And I didn't actually feel like I was by myself that year, even though there were no other um, people in the room because there was a huge uh, cardboard cutout of Doug the Doggo staring. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I wonder if he still has that. Oh, yeah. I remember he would take that around and place that places on the field. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. That was probably the only fun he ever had. Um, well, we talked about um, how cool Ellie Turner is for an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, not a single one of you goofballs called in. Good job. You're scared of Brian. When I'm on the show by myself, Brian, they, the calls pour in. So people are definitely terrified of you. Um, let me see uh, before I let you guys go. We are not doing the new show tomorrow. Um, James Hobart, I free, um, he is teaching in CrossFit Level 1, which if you haven't taken, you must take. Um, and, uh, Kate Gordon is, um, has a horrible landline connection and I cannot do that again tomorrow morning at 9 30 uh, AM. I will be on with Josh Bridges and Paul Saladino on the Josh and Sevon podcast. Um, and that's going to be cool because Josh is trying the carnivore diet. Um, then at 6 PM tomorrow, I'll be back here with Brian and John Young and, uh, hopefully one of the producers, uh, um, Will or Caleb will be here to run the back end or Sousa. And that's us doing the predictions of the Wadapalooza show. That's going to be a huge show. The prediction shows are always massive. And then I don't see anyone scheduled for Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. That pisses me off. But somewhere in there, O'Keefe is going to pop on, I'm going to guess, on Wednesday the 12th. And then we'll be full steam ahead into uh, Wadapalooza. And we don't know what we're doing, but we're going to go hard at it. Oh, here we go. We'll end with this call. Speak your mind. Hey, what's up? This is Greg Mountain. Hey, Greg. What's up? How are you? I'm good. Uh, it's the first time I've ever watched the show live. Oh, cool. Thanks for watching. Hey, is, do, yeah. you know, do you know what name pops up when you call on my cell phone? It's not Greg Mountain. No, I don't. Oh, it's like, it, it, I can't even pronounce it. It's like Y-E-J-I-N is the first name. Oh, Yejin. Yejin. My, uh, my significant other is from Korea. She moved here when she was like ten. Oh wow! Yeah, and 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 then is that and then is, is Mountain not your real last name? There's a last name on here too. 
No, that's Lee. That's her last name. Oh, no, it's not Lee. So when we got together, I could either go on her phone plan or she could go on mine. But the line at T-Mobile was shorter, so I went with her. <laughs> Smart. I put everything. Everything in my is in my wife's name, too. All the houses, everything, cars. Just Don't put anything in your name. That way, when they, that no. way, when they leave you, they can just take everything and you can start over. Greg Mellon is my real name. Oh. Do you have a question for Brian? Uh, yeah. I was just curious if Dave probably programmed some of the wads for the year, but do you think they're like, now that that asshole's out of here, let's, let's strip this down and redo it the way we want to do it. Or do you think they're like, dude, save every piece of paper we find in the trash can? Well, <clears throat> I don't know. I think that as Sevan talk, has talked about already, it's likely they'll use the workoutsy program for the open because there's a lot of logistical things in addition to just the workouts that probably have already worked on. But my, my guess is that, um, you know, I don't know actually if he's done the quarterfinal workouts or not, but I, I would say at the very least that quarterfinals will be the last thing that he's programmed that we'll see this year. And so the quarterfinals yeah. is maybe a 50, 50, but I think everything, hopefully the semifinals will all be live. Those are all going to be programmed by the events that are hosting them. So that's not an issue in this question. And then I think that the last chance qualifier and the CrossFit games will, we will see little, but likely none of Dave's programming that he would have had for this year. Got it. And then would it be the new gentleman that was the VP? His, his I think, programming and his fun? I don't expect Justin to be the pro programmer. I think Justin is going to be the uh, like the figurehead leader that makes sure that things are running how how they want them to run, and that there will be someone else or maybe even a team of people who are primarily responsible for the programming. Justin might be privy to it and even have some input into some certain things regarding schedule, layout of floors, maybe. Um, some of the logistics, but I don't think he'll be the primary programmer. Man, can't. it'll probably be the gentleman from Cat Plan. The gentleman from Calf Plan. What's Cat? What's Calf Plan? <laughs> no, no, this is he's talking uh, about Hobart programming. Oh, oh, oh! So they oh. give you they, they give lucky. You free they, they should ask Hobart to do it. They, I mean, he, he man, he's good. He, um, it's so. I weird. had five people in the past three days ask me if Hobart will will replace Dave, and all of them I responded to. Why are you asking me that? And they all said, "Well, isn't he a good programmer?" <laughs> yeah, he'd be a great he'd be a great replacement. the 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 thing is, is that what's going to be interesting is, is if they're going to try to neuter who's ever in the front. You really do need a front man for the games. If they don't do that, then it's going to be silly. This the sport it, the sport really needs a um. It, 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 you don't agree with I, that, Brian? I'm not sure. I I think that I, they, I'll enjoy it more with a front man. How's that? Okay, but who's the front man for Rogue? Uh, Rogue's a, oh, you mean like the Rogue Rogue event? Yeah. Oh, uh, no one, and that's my case in point. You didn't like, enjoy Rogue? No, I did, but there's a whole. There's but you a think whole, it would have been better if there'd been someone in that role? There's a whole mystique and a whole narrative. I mean, even O'Keefe plays like everyone knows that Wadapalooza is O'Keefe, and there's a personality that goes with it. O'Keefe is easygoing, smart, but, fun, you know, gets O'Keefe along with everyone. Program those workouts? No, no, no. I'm not even suggesting programming. I'm just suggesting, although that that would be interesting. That 
I just like events. I like things um, to have uh, a larger narrative than just like go there and just play uh, lift weights. I like I like the fact that it's this guy who's a former SEAL Team Six operator who programs for you. He's been around forever. He has Think no problem going out on the floor and yell if a competitor talks shit to a judge. He'll walk out in front of the thirty thousand fans and be like, "Hey, don't ever fucking do that again. I'll slap you in the face." I mean, I just like 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 we need that. That this sport is hard. Imagine imagine the documentaries without Dave. Yes, that's I think that's what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. yeah. You know, he is the thread that that's through that's there from beginning to end, right? And it's and it's a great thread. If, yeah, so it you, doesn't matter if you like him or you don't like him. It's a great, it's great. Like, 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 and I use this example every time, like Requiem for a Dream. I hate that movie. It's a great movie. I'd never watch it again, rather blow my brains out. So I would agree with you. There's you, you we will be missing something, but on the other hand, there's just a you know, a statement of a blanket statement. We haven't seen the games without that thread, without that storyline. And, you know, sometimes it's one of those things like, um, like you don't know what you have until you don't have it or until it's gone or whatever. And we might very well have a games this year without a front man, without that narrative, without that storyline. And we could very likely say, yeah, we want that back. Hey, uh, I have a thought. So you could tell what it's going to be like based on other events. Right, whether it's Dubai or Waterpalooza, you could see what other CrossFit events are like without Dave running it. And they're good events, but it does miss, I guess, the tip of the spear or the tip of where this is coming from, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that would be the biggest difference. It's just going to be a watered down version of programming, and it's all going to be just reconfigured movement patterns where nobody's pushing the needle forward like he did. I think he understood it so well. Um, the, the Rogue was more than I, I agree with you. More was more than CrossFit, isn't that part of the story? Yeah, yes, exactly. Rogue is basically um, it's a um, it's a it's like going to a Honda. They're selling shit. It's a showcase. Yeah, it's a showcase. It's a showcase of, of blah, CrossFit blah, yeah. athletes, strongman totally athletes, Very and well their said, equipment. Yeah, it's totally fucking different. Um, uh, will Boz's role change? I don't know, but Adrian could program and run the games too. He would be great too, and and Adrian's a savage, d- dear dear friend of mine. You would, you would but know a complete this. asshole at the games. I mean, <laughs> I mean, cut from the same cloth as Dave. I mean, just but as like, close to uh, he's that's not that's a mischaracterization, to, by the way. You know what I, I'm by asshole. I'm saying a loving way, but he's hard. Like he'll like he doesn't he puts his friendship aside. If like I if I was in his way, he'd be like get out of there, get off the floor. And I'm like, anyway, go on. Sorry, sorry, Brian. Go ahead. But I mean, how long has Boz been? Close, close to everything that happened surrounding the games since God created Earth. Yeah, so he's one of the few that's that's still there that has, um, uh, you know, a very very close insight into what that evolution's been like and all the steps along the way. He was a, I, I think that he was one of the main people that Dave consulted with about. Everything that went into creating the games, not just the programming, but the floor layouts, but the, the scoring decisions, where judges would even position themselves on the floor, what flow the athletes would have in every different workout. Um, How are you so smart? I've been to all those meetings, and I should be saying this. Whatever Brian's saying right now is absolutely right. Boz, there's no, there, it may be arguable that no one's closer to the programming than Boz. I'm trying to think of every single fucking meeting and testing and everything I went to. Adrian was always there. And he's like right next to Dave, like boyfriend and girlfriend. 
like they're whispering <laughs> in each other's ears and shit. Like seriously, like, 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 like sitting like, so their thighs are touching. I mean, like it's what Brian's saying is true. I, everything I'm visualizing in my head and remembering in the past from the last boss was always there. Someone would finish a workout and the first thing Dave would do would look at Boz and Boz would say something. Or something got, didn't uh, go right on the floor and Dave would look at Boz and Boz would nod his head and then go handle it. Yeah, yeah. So it's a great point. I got one more thing before I jump off the call. Go ahead. Is there nudity involved? Uh, not necessarily. I'm going to hang up be. on you then. Okay, um, I know that you talked to uh, Greg Glasson and I was just curious where, where he wants to, he had a message or anything for affiliate owners as this thing kind of unfolds more and more woke like I um I think that we will hear more from Greg very very soon I he, he he's probably not gonna have a lot of um he's probably not gonna have a lot of interest in this topic period at all you know what I mean he, I don't think he I think he's moved beyond this I mean we'll see but he's got some really um he's really really focused on science right now and broken science and uh, I, th- I think we're going to hear some interesting stuff. So, so let me ask you this real quick. All right, can you see the screen? Which one of these looks like your girlfriend? I, I typed in the name uh, Eugene. Oh, I'm on a phone. See, that's the thing on the phone. I had to jump off my YouTube uh, in order to use my phone. Well, I, I looked up her name and all the Dude, You can look up my Instagram and there's the, a the picture of her. All the Eugenes are pretty. So congratulations. No, no, no. That, it's not her name. Her name's Kyla. Oh, shit. That's like her Korean name. So, like, when she moved here, like, they changed their name. Well, yeah, yeah, fine. You're ruining the story. Sorry. Bye. Um, you want to pull up Giovanni Brunei's comment about the qualification process? Greg gone. Check. Sevon gone. Check. And now Dave gone. Check. 2022 is going to be great. Did you see that when I sent you the fired ones? No. Where's that? I sent it to you. It was uh, someone had said, uh, you know, a new podcast coming soon. And it was a picture of you, Greg, and Sev on it. They titled it The Fired Ones. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't see it. Is it recently? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should Maybe you should make it a thumbnail for a podcast coming up soon. <laughs> yes. Damn. <laughs> clickbait. Clickbait. Did you send it to me just solo or someone else on it? I probably sent it in Instagram DMs, I think. I think someone made a post about it. I don't know. Oh, someone sent it to me and I forwarded it to you, of course. Oh, did you forward it to me on Instagram? Probably. Okay, that's why I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Giovanni asked about how is it possible to qualify for the CrossFit Games with different semifinal programming? This is a you know this is a, something that we talked about last year when we knew that that was going to happen. Someone calling in? Hanging yeah, up? Do you want, do, no, no. Do you want to answer this question or take the call from the UK? You're the boss. Matthew Parvan Deep. Parvan Deep. How are you doing, my friend? Talk to me. Parvan. How are you doing? Hello. Hey, Thanks Parvan tomorrow. Deep. How are you? Uh, yeah, not quite the right accent. Oh. Uh, from Ireland. Oh, sorry. You know me. I'm Clive. Oh, I mean, Clive. How are you, you brother? Yeah. Yes, yes. Good, so man, good. Yeah. You have, um, red, you have red hair I've like my me. wife. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Although I'm mostly bald now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I I literally just finished watching your live from last night, and then I see your live again. So it's a back to back for me here. Oh, you're rubbing your penis raw. <laughs> um, here, so I had a question that came to me, but I, I wasn't watching live in your last night's one. So, um, but this gives me a second opportunity to ring in. Um, 
when when Greg stole, did, did he sell? Did he sell the intellectual property? As in the methodology, the training, or can he not just train something else in the same way? Or can anyone, for that matter, cash or whatever? Can they do like a, a level one, but call it something else? But it'd be effectively the same thing. Or is there like legally he can't do that? Did he sell that? I don't know exactly. I've heard different things. I haven't actually seen the paperwork. I've heard a variety of different ideas and thoughts on this topic. Um, I think that there is some, if I'm guessing, if I, if I'm, if, from what I can piece together from the conversations I've had with everyone, um, basically we're a couple of years away from Greg being completely cut loose to, uh, if he wanted to, to compete with the, with these guys, I don't think it's something that Greg wants to do. But nothing in like Greg would say from the beginning, there's nothing I'm going to teach. There's nothing that I created that that wasn't already here. That wasn't part and parcel with your DNA that God or, or, or evolution didn't create. And so, I mean, and you and you can see it. Okay. I mean, we could ask Brian here. He, he did the OPEX training. I mean, there's it, it would be it would I think it's very, very for someone who gave who who wanted to it would be easy to, to take all of this stuff and just rework it and sell it as human fit or mm, operating yeah. manual for the human genome. But I, but I don't ever hear. I, I, I also think that there's an integrity, there's sort of a little bit of an integrity piece too. Um, yeah. I, I don't condone. Yeah. St- uh, so what, what, what do you say to somebody who, um, who enjoys CrossFit, uh, uh, not, not the capital C with the small C, someone who does CrossFit, but not an affiliate, uh, and they want to maybe get training but they now feel a little bit disillusioned with the company CrossFit. Um, where would be the best place to get training without putting money in the hands of uh, a company that potentially lost its way again, a bit too corporate for my liking? Where should you get training if you don't want to get... So the, the thing is, is that the, those affiliates are owned by like mom and dads. And so like, I can't say anything like, I can't be, I, I can't do that. I can't, I no, can't, I mean, do you know that, what I mean? I, I can't, mean, I can't say anything training, like, Hey, you not, should go not, somewhere not else. The, I can't say you should de-affiliate. Not, I can't say, I, yeah, no, I just can't. Cause not, those are my people's, people's Yeah. Sorry. He's no. talking about that. He wants to, right. he, basically he wants to ha- have access to the level one yeah. knowledge without yeah. paying yeah. CrossFit for yeah. access to level one knowledge. Oh, I don't know. That's I mean, you get, well, basically Greg used to start the seminar saying, um, Hey, you guys came to the everything that I'm about to teach you. In the no, next no, this three. is what you should do, Seven. Go search. See if you can find. I don't know if this is findable anymore. Maybe we can try to find it. Search. Um, it's like the 30 best CrossFit Journal articles of all time. Do you remember that, Seven? When yeah, they, when yeah, they did yeah. That? I, I think Mike Workington put it together. The and guy read who edited Dave's book. You read those, you'll get everything you need to know. Okay. Can, Greg okay. used to say, anyone who's 12 years old and has just basic competence of the internet could learn everything I'm about to teach you on the L1. The, what you won't get if you don't go to the L1 is you won't get the culture that the, and, and, and man, the culture is so cool. Like, even if you think, you know, the culture, when you go to the L1, those L1 trainers are so amazing how they share that. They're so powerful and humble. And they, they share this camaraderie that, you know, like it, the L1 so cool because you go there and it's like, you're sitting in your seat and you don't know anyone there. And there's all these weirdos there. And like, you think, Oh, that person's more fit than me. That person's less fit than me. And by the end, they're all your, in two days, they're like your bros. Like you, you can't even believe, or, or your gals, whatever you call them. Um, you can't even believe it feels like summer camp. Like you were at a two week summer camp, but it was just two days. They bring everyone together under, yeah. and it's so cool. So yeah, but you can find all the like 
all the technical stuff online. Just type in Greg Glassman journal articles okay, and uh, and read, and you'll be a, a wizard in a, in a month. But get a hold of the L one so, manual. Get a hold of the L one. Okay, it's okay. free online so somewhere. Here, you can download I, um, it. It's called so the I, he called I, it the glass he called it the Glassman Chipper. If you search the Glassman Chipper on Google, you click on the first link, and he's got a list. Working and did put it together. And he's got a list of thirty of the like original CrossFit Journal articles that he thinks are the most critical to read to have an understanding of Greg's concept when he came up with all of this. Brilliant, thanks, Brian. Um, so I I train. I've trained for me four years now doing CrossFit style training, but. Uh, at a gym that's not an affiliate. Um, as an outsider, like I love watching the games, I love watching competition. Um, as an outsider, thinking about CrossFit the company and thinking about CrossFit affiliated gyms, I struggled to. I mean, I did, I did sort of maybe previously struggle, but I got that there was this sort of uh, deeper essence to it, like a like you say community, but even just like it, it seemed to mean a bit more. It seemed to be a bit more authentic. And now as an outsider looking across it without Glassman and without Castro, I see no like real person. I, I, I don't see anyone from CrossFit who's reaching out to me on a personal level to make me believe in something. I, I don't see how, like the athletes are doing all the work in terms of like creating or like increasing the fame, I guess, or like increasing the, you know, the reputation of CrossFit. It's only being done by athletes. I don't see anyone from CrossFit. I don't see any key person, any figurehead there who is making themselves known or impressing people or grabbing people's attention. It's just completely bland, milk toast. They yeah. should wheel Nicole Carroll out because, man, she's got if, – if, if they're looking for that, maybe they're going to move away from that. Maybe they're going to move away from that. It's just, just Coca-Cola now. It's just, you know, just – just orange theory. No, yeah. maybe, you know what I mean? It, it, maybe, you know, P90X had that Norton guy and, 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 and anyway, Richard Simmons had Richard. Anyway, okay. Well, thank Seven, you very much you for calling. The, do you see the most recent text? No problem. You, Seven? The most recent uh, text? Yeah. Just me to you. Oh, okay. <clears throat> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that. Oh yes. I did see that. Yes. Thank you. You can't pull that up. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can pull that up. That person, that Christy A person, like, um, um, uh, th- that's a troll. That's like someone who hate hate. hate I, that's someone who hates themselves, and they and they listen to the show to fucking abuse themselves. Um. Oh, oh wait. Uh, what do Greg? Seven, how long? Seven, how long do we Greg, on? I got I got to pee real bad. Should yeah, I go, go ahead, and come back. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and pee. What do Christy A? What do Greg, Sevon, and Castro all have in common? <laughs> We all left nut in your mom. Uh, okay, <laughs> go ahead, caller. Uh, what's up, Simon? This is Gabe. I actually uh, shot you an email about that uh, sponsorship. Uh, we'll talk later. I'm actually calling because, uh, especially from listening to your show yesterday, I have like awesome story to tell about uh, Zach Forrest. He was my flow master when I took my level one. Amazing and dude. Kinda, amazing, oh, amazing my God, guy. Uh, so I was grateful enough to take my level one in uh, 2015 with him. And this just goes to instill like the culture that was there. Uh, I actually went to was it CrossFit Max Effort when he used to have it in Vegas. Uh, can I just say something really quick? Sorry to interrupt, Gabe. Uh, he, um, Gabe is talking about a gentleman named Zach Forrest, who is a former Navy SEAL, um, longtime CrossFitter, former Games athlete. Uh, oh. one, he, 
one of the best movers I've ever seen in the game. Like make maybe, you know, better than Spieler. I mean, and, and maybe better than Hobart, an incredible mover. Okay, go ahead. So uh, I was able to drop in and match that for, uh, spoke to him prior to him teaching the class. He was actually the, uh, the instructor, the coach there. I told him that he was my flow master, that I basically gave him the credit because he taught me everything I knew from my level one. After I took my level one there, I was like, shit, I need to spread the word, spread the gospel. And I told him, I was like, hey, man, you're my flow master. I learned everything from you. And then the, the strength portion was push presses. So he introduced me. He introduced, uh, like he did with every, every new person that went to their gym, like introduced us. And then he said, all right, we're going to go over the push press. Uh, Gabe took the level one. So and so here in New Jersey. And he's like, all right, Gabe, go ahead. And he just literally, after having a brief conversation with him for 15 minutes, he had so much confidence and understood the methodology and what he preached. And he was like, all right, I taught him everything. Basically, this is what I'm assuming he. He said, he's like, all right, cool. I already taught him everything, pretty much everything I, I know. I also told him I was a coach. And he said, all right, go ahead. And I'll, you know, he's going to teach us how to do the push press. If he did anything wrong, he would, if I said anything wrong, he would chime in. But he was just so comfortable in the fact that the level one taught me what I needed to know to just even just explain what the push press was properly. And to me, that's just, uh, that, that just like stood out right away. I was like, holy shit, this is, like this is something different. This isn't just like uh, you know, you take your your exam and boom, your your personal trainer. It's like no, this is knowledge that's being passed down from the top, like from Glassman, from Dave, all the way down to just people taking that level one, and it was so cool. Yeah, Zach's amazing. That's part of the culture too to believe in people. That uh, yeah, Nicole, oh my god, Nicole hell yeah. and Dave as leaders at CrossFit Inc. really believed in people. And by the way, some people find that offensive because it's scary. Some people find that offensive when someone believes in you because it's scary. There's a whole chunk of the population that doesn't want you to believe in them, that wants you to feel sorry for them. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Do, do not hang out with Nicole and Dave if you want to hang out with people who might believe in you. They'll fucking make you do what Gabe just said. They'll put you in front of a group and fucking have you teach something. Don't don't hang out with Hell them. Yeah. They're, they're be- they're, they, they will not feel sorry for you. Don't hang out with people that inspire you to, to be better than, than, um, than, than what you are. Gabe, isn't that funny? Like this, I, I just said that I left a nut in Christie's uh, mom. Uh, and, uh, and then you're like, Hey, uh, by the way, I'll circle back around and talk to you about sponsorship. <laughs> All right. I love you. Hey, Gabe. Uh, I'll check my, you email, you email me. Uh, you give me your phone number. I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and just reply to that whenever, whenever. Okay, cool. Thanks, man. Take care. Bye. As Snoop Dogg would say, game recognize game. Did Sousa do audiobooks for those? I, I, you know, that's a really good point. Matt Sousa had a podcast in his podcast a long time ago, years ago, and his podcast was reading Greg Glassman's journal articles, and that's it. So those might be on the internet somewhere. Someone needs to do that with a good voice. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, Brian. Um, I'm going to. What are you going to do today, Brian? You going to go play frisbee? Is the sun out there? Oh, the sun's out, but it's super icy. Uh, this kind of sucks for death. But um, have you fallen this year? Like, do you fall every year in Chicago? Is that like just one of the things you have to do? No, it's been a long time since I've fallen in that regard. But what do I do today? I have some writing to do and some preparation for Wadapalooza still. 
Uh, I'm going to go watch my boys um, compete, train uh, jiu-jitsu for the next two hours, jiu-jitsu and striking. I will leave you guys with this. Um, if you do uh, need your fix, there is a ton of Wadapalooza content coming out. Uh, head over to the uh, Morning Chalk Up uh, YouTube channel, and you'll see that Brian Chase, uh, Khaleesi, and Patrick Clark um, have shows uh, tonight at 5, tomorrow at 5, and uh, the following night at 5, so the 9th, 10th, and 11th. Also, if you want to, um, you can also tune in tomorrow. Is it tomorrow at 6 p.m.? Mm-hmm. Tomorrow at 6 p.m. you can hear uh, John Young and I fuck with Brian's mojo. Patrick has been watching, by the way. He has said thank you for all the praise. I, I just – Patrick, I just do it for um, to uh, sow seeds of confusion um, between the uh, vitriol I spit and the love I uh, uh, spit. So d- d- don't um, take it as kindness, even though your fucking pictures are amazing. Okay, bye.